Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good, right? Amen, amen. I think we can kill that because um, video killed the radio star. So, um, You guys, are you guys awake out there? I mean, because this is gold, and uh, <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, tough crowd. You guys know the rules. Um, if, if you're here for the first time or you haven't been to Word of Life um, for long or been at Word of Life for long, um, the rule is that the quieter you are, the more I yell. And so um, help me out. Meet me halfway today. Is that all right? Does that work? Amen, amen, amen. Um, well, before we dismiss our bridge today, um, I want to talk a little bit about serving and the things that we have here at Word of Life. We are um, spending last week, this week, and next week talking about serving and what that means, but I want to talk about the areas um, that we have to serve in here at Word of Life, and we've got a bunch of them, um, and I want you to get involved in something. If you're not involved in anything, get involved in something. Um, so out here in the foyer after service, um, we have these tables set up. You probably saw them when you came in. Um, we're going to have our team leaders from each one of those teams standing out there and uh, ready to answer any of your questions. We want you to try out a spot. It doesn't mean that you've signed up for this spot forever. Um, it's not like buying a house or buying a car or anything like that. We don't have a big contract that you have to sign. And um, maybe you're like... I just started on this whole Jesus thing, and, and, uh, and, and I'm, not, I'm not really sure. Well, at Word of Life, you don't have to believe to belong, and I believe that you can be a part of what we're doing as you're learning. Amen? How many know that we're all learning? Are you glad that we're all learning? I'm glad that I'm learning. I'm glad that I'm better today than I was yesterday. I'm glad that I have a future to look forward to that's better than where I'm at right now. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So here's the areas that we have. Number one, we have worship. And I want to, I don't know, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. I'm, I'm singing this thing at the end. And, you know, I probably don't, I'm going to regret this. I'm going to take this off, okay? And I know I'm going to complain about it later, but it'll just be Jasmine that I complain to. And, uh, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I'm, just, I'm all tangled up. Good Lord. All right, there we go. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you. All right, so um, 
Our first area that I want to talk about is worship, and, and a lot of times you may think, well, they've, they've got people up there, and, and so they don't really need me. False. Um, we do need you. Um, if we could replace Josiah, I'm just kidding. I don't even know where he's at, um, but we like to give Josiah a hard time. We actually talked about that in practice today. Um, but anyway, we, we have room. There is always room for your gift, amen? And so if, if you've got a talent and ability, so worship, I want to talk about it first, or I do talk about it first, because it's the only one of these that you do have to try out for, okay? I don't want you to, to be intimidated or anything like that by the fact that you have to try out, but the reality is that, um, that God loves when all of you sing. He loves it. The, the rest of us love when some of you sing, and... Now, I love when you praise God. I love it. I absolutely love it. So I wish you had a volume knob. Um, no, I'm playing. So that, that's one of the reasons we're loud up here, so you can be loud and not be self-conscious. But if we're going to amplify you, uh, we, want, we want you to have some level of skill. Um, but we bring you along and we help you. Isn't that awesome? And we've got one of the best. Jasmine is one of the best in the business, all right? She's amazing. Um, so worship, there is a spot for you. Uh, security, security um, slash ushering, that's what keeps us safe. Um, and so Albert, raise your hand, Albert, he's there in the back. Um, Albert is over our security team. And so if you would like to uh, m have more information about that, go and see Albert. Um, Word of Life Kids. So BC and Berta are over Word of Life Kids. And again, they are in, um, they are in kids class today. And so they're not in here, but if you would like to help in Word of Life Kids, we've got a kindergarten, or we've got a newborn class. I think they started, I butchered this last week, and I'm well on my way again. Um, we go to kindergarten through some age, and then they go to elementary, and then, uh, or we go some age to kindergarten. I don't know what it is. You guys have no idea. We have four classes. It goes from newborn all the way through sixth grade on Sunday mornings, and if you would like to assist in that, then um, please let us know. We need team members. Um, we also believe that kids' ministry is not babysitting. We believe that this is a time to teach them the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Um, hospitality. So hospitality is awesome because you stand at the front door, you open the door, you are the first line of Jesus that people see when they walk in here. Isn't it great? Shake their hand, give them a hug, say what's up, glad to have you today. And then we have hospitality all throughout. This includes things like our, our welcome counter and our cafe. And actually, there's two, there's two different things for that, isn't there? Man, I should have somebody else do these things. Um, media. Media is all these things that you see. Um, it's not as intimidating as it looks, I promise. And so if you want to be involved in media, maybe you're a little techie. Maybe you're not, but you're just interested. Come and find out what it's about. Um, broadcast, Word of Life broadcasts to over 100 countries every single week, and we are broadcasting to between 80 and 100,000 people every single week. We have the opportunity coming up soon to use our broadcast on a television station abroad, and God is opening up doors of opportunity, but we need people. I don't know if you can see this, but we've got uh, one person in the booth right in there, and then Dylan's running around like a chicken with his head cut off, manning four cameras at once. So we need some people. Dylan needs help, all right? And so if you would like to assist with that, Super easy. Go and talk to Dylan after service. And then merch, that's the other one. Uh, merch and cafe. Big time, big part. Who likes burritos before service? Yeah? yeah? 
All right. Sylvia makes those, but we need people to help serve them. All right. So uh, we don't, I mean, we may want you to make burritos. I don't know. We may have a burrito competition. My bet's on Sylvia. Um, I'll, I'll, take, uh, I'll take the money line there. And uh, you know what? I'll take the points too. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, good stuff happening. Get involved in a serve team. Right? Amen. And so be a part of our serve night, our team night, which is next week. Um, you don't have to have served for a long time. Maybe you just want to check it out and see what it's all about. Come to team night. Um, it's going to be a really, really good night, and we're going to show you how it's done. All right, so that being said, I'm going to dismiss our bridge class. This is our fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, and they're going to go to class today. They're already gone? Oh, I wanted them to hear that, but y'all are going to have to fill them in, all right? Okay. Um, today we're going to continue to talk about serving, and um, there's, a, there's a rule that I hear all the time that's um, in, it's in boards and committees, and it's talked about in business, and you know, the scripture says that God will shake the heavens, and he will shake the earth, and the things that remain are the things that can't be shaken. And he gives us a word that can't be shaken. Well, obviously, part of this stage can be shaken, and, uh, and part of it cannot. And so this board right here is unworthy. And, um, oh, it fell, out, it fell under the power of God. That was it. My shadow passed it, just like Peter. And uh, boom, it just fell. That's a better one, isn't it? All right. Somebody's going to run around the room in a minute. We've got to watch it. Amen. Um, so there's, there's this rule, and it's that 20% of, of the people do 80% of the work. And I'm here to tell you today that that is not a principle of God. Now, it may be a principle that's true in most cases, in most areas, but it's not a principle of God. That's not the way God ordained it, because he gave every one of us a purpose. He gave every one of us an ability, every one of us a talent. He gave every single one of us a specific job, and I believe that God works in layers. And what I mean by that is when he's called you to do something, maybe he's called you to this local body so that you can fulfill it in this local body. But what you don't know maybe is that God has called us to something in this local body as Word of Life Church, and he's called you to help you fulfill our vision as we help you fulfill yours. And they work together by what every joint supplies. See, not only that, but God has a purpose not only for this church, but he has a purpose for Carlsbad, New Mexico. Not only for our state, he has a purpose for our country to go out and to make an impact on the world around us. Amen? And so as we fulfill our little section of the plan of God, then that unlocks others to fulfill their calling in the plan of God, their purpose in the plan of God. And as every single individual, every single household, every single business, every single segment of society, every church, every city, as we all come to God, then the plan of God is established in the earth and the kingdom is 
is advanced. Amen? Praise God. I better pray before I get my preach on too much. Father God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you that you have given us your word to lead us and to guide us. God, I thank you that you have chosen us for something bigger than us. And so I ask you today that you burn in our hearts your plans, your purposes, your statutes, your precepts today in the name of Jesus. God, speak through me today, not my words, but your words, so that no one's faith stands in the wisdom of a man, but stands in the power of God and we give you thanks today and then say it with me amen praise God praise God I believe that God's purpose is to advance the kingdom in the earth can we agree on that today that God's purpose is to advance his kingdom in this earth do we agree did you know that you just coming to church does not serve the purpose of God I'll say it again. You simply coming to church does not serve the purpose of God. The first thing that he's called us to beyond salvation is to get involved in a local body and a local establishment and a local church. But that's the tip of the iceberg. See, some of us think if we come to church and we sit in the chairs, then we're fulfilling what God has called us to do. But the reason why God wants you to come and sit in a local body is so that you can be equipped to serve. And until we come together and we begin to serve, say forget the, the, the 2080 rule, forget that, but every joint begins to supply and growth begins to happen in the body. Because you shouldn't come into here and just occupy a chair for long. Sure, it's a place to come in, and it's a place to, to, to sit and to grow and to learn. But as that fire begins to burn on the inside of you, if what we're doing in here is not spilling out into the streets, then it's too small. We've got to up our game a little bit. Because you weren't called just to come and to occupy a spot. You were called to go out and to take ground, to subdue, to rule, to reign. That's what you were called to do. Every single one of us doing our part. Every single one of us called to do something. See, you are the minister. My part is to stand up here and to talk. My part is to bring the word of God. My part is to, to be obedient and to play the guitar when Jasmine schedules me to play the guitar. My part is to take those songs and to learn them ahead of time. My part is to do those things to equip you, but my part also is that when Roland comes to me and he says, man, Pastor Jason, I have this idea on my heart that I want to reach out, but I'm not sure where to start, is to, to, to tell him where he can start so that he can go out and he can be the minister. My job is that when Joe came to me a few years ago and he said, man, I want to do a bike rally, a Christian bike rally, and I want to minister to people, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to start. I have some ideas. Then let's get your ideas. Let's point you in the right direction, and let's give you all the tools that you need as the church so that you go out and you be the minister. That's what we're called to do. And you know what those things do? They cause growth in the body because every joint is supplying Every, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. The scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 9, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, 
It says, do not store up treasure here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. But store your treasure in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. What are treasures here on earth? Things, material things, money. He didn't say anything just briefly to Leroy, and he was talking about his hunts. And he drew out this year, and he's going to go hunting. Man, God is... enjoys it he gets pleasure from the fact that you go out and you enjoy all the things that he created for you right that he gave you the ability to get man don't you get joy out of it whenever you buy your kids a present and they're using it and they're enjoying it it gives you pleasure right when God has given us those things man how much does it please God's heart when I'm enjoying the things that he Praise God. Praise God. But the thing is that when, when the end of the day comes, that's the only thing you're going to take with you. And so don't store up treasures on earth because I don't care how good of a new hunting rifle that you buy. I don't care how good. I just bought I just bought two ATVs. I took them off the trailer. I parked them in my driveway. I put a cover on them and they haven't moved. They I think I haven't looked at them since the day I bought them. So I, I think they're still pretty. The thing is that one day, I don't care how much you take care of them, they're not going to work anymore. Moths and rust destroy, right? Just the things of this earth fade away. But what can you take with you? People. See, if your treasure is in the things, you will never have enough. If your treasure is in enough, it'll never be full enough. Your bags will never be full enough. You'll never have enough things. You'll never buy enough things. Amazon does not have enough things for you. Can you believe that? You will never be satisfied. But if your treasure is people, same thing. You'll never have enough. You will not stop until every person knows that God is madly in love with them. That's why we exist as a church. You will not stop. Every single person must come with me because God has burned on the inside of me a love for people, the same love that he has for people, and that's growing by the day. And so I'm willing to do crazy things. We will do whatever it takes, our core value number one, to show you Jesus. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know what that means? That means that if I have to sleep in uncomfortable situations,
anyway, and so I'm not holding tight onto it. I'm giving it so that we reach people with the gospel. But you know what it also means? And maybe you're not going to like this. Maybe you're going to boo me off the stage. I don't know. But that means that if I go somewhere and somebody politely asks me to put on my mask, then I'm going to do it because that person means more to me than my cause. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I, I might know your mess. I don't know. Some of you I've known for a long time and kind of know your mess. Um, but you're like, man, you don't, you don't know my mess. Not to get to the point where we're taking the message beyond our mess. Amen? Let me say that again. I think we've got. I know, I know that you're a mess, but there's healing in the message. And there's healing in the service. And there's healing in the hands. I believe we have this scripture up here. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, there is healing in serving. In Galatians 5, 13, it says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Again, it says, through love, serve one another. See, Christ has made you free so that you can be like him and you can serve one another. You've been called to liberty. Verse 14, it says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. See, I've been called to serve. Look if you jump down to verse 16. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust or the desire of your flesh. How do we walk in the Spirit? Through love, serve one another. And if we are serving one another through love, then God takes the mess and he begins to heal it. He begins to transform it. He begins to say, well, you're walking in the Spirit. And because you're fulfilling the law of God, because you're fulfilling the love that I have placed on the inside of you, then you begin to live for somebody's mess. You're taking the message beyond the mess. I believe that we are called to rise up and you say, man, well, I can't do it. I just got to get myself right first. You'll never get yourself right until you step out of the place that you've been and say, God, I'm willing. My testimony for your glory. Use my testimony for your goodness. There is healing in serving. And to be spiritually mature, we've got to serve others. We've got to serve others. Serving will always, 100% of the time, promote growth and unity. We've used this scripture so much in our love series. And it's really funny because um, at the beginning of the year, we plotted out um, all of the things that we were going to talk about, like our topics for the year. 
We believe that we really had the mind of God as we were preparing those things and, and we saw it and how they just flowed together and God spoke to us in a real concise way that talk about this and then it leads to this and then it, and it was this nice little like flow chart and it worked really good and, and so we get to, uh, to last week and last week was the first week since January that, that we didn't have prepared ahead of time. I say ahead of time, not months and months ahead of time. We sat down in August and we, and we plotted out what the rest of the year was going to be. And I have to say that everything worked together really, really well up until that point. And then we, we talked about, and Pastor Daniel said, I think we need to talk about serving. And so we wrote that down and we said, we're going to spend a few weeks on serving. And then... Um, and then we talked about how we needed to speak on giving, and, and um, we wrote that down. And, and then we talked about how, um, how we need to spend um, some time, and, and Pastor said, and this is exciting, you guys. I, I, I'm, I hope I'm not stealing your thunder, but, um, but he said, I want to close out the year talking about healing. Isn't that exciting? That's really good, because I believe that God is word for healing, and so we're going to close out the year talking about healing. But what's interesting is I, I didn't know how those three series, serving, giving, and, and, and healing, um, went together. And it's okay. I mean, not every series has to go together, and that's fine. Um, God said to, to do it, and so we're going to be obedient and do it. But what's, what's interesting is as I was preparing this, and, and next week my, my message is, uh, is basically like a prequel to the giving series because God is bringing these things together. Just like he brought together that reintroduced love series that we just finished a couple of weeks ago. Because we're still talking about speaking the truth in love and by what every joint supplies. Right? We're still talking about those things. Because God is still expanding our revelation of the things that he has told us. So it says here in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 that he himself gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we would no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into all things, into him who is the head, that is Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. What does that do? See, he said that the way that we're not thrown around by every wind of doctrine and the way that we have solidified our Christian walk, the way that we stand on solid ground when there's so much going on. How many know that if you open up social media, if all of you open it up right now and just believed what you read, we would have so many different opinions in this mess right here, right? We would have arguments. People you came in talking to you wouldn't like anymore. And all of it's presented as fact. How do we speak the truth in love? 
We spend a lot of time on this. How do we speak the truth in love? We speak Jesus. We just, we speak Jesus. I'm just going to, I'm going to take everything else out of the equation because I don't know what's true and what's not true. I don't know when I turn on the news if I should watch CNN or if I should watch Fox or I should watch Newsmax or I should watch BBC or I, I don't know. I, I just know, I know the Bible is true. I, I know that for sure. I know the Bible's true. And if the Bible's true in every single situation, then God's given me a roadmap to navigate today. Amen? He's given me a roadmap to navigate today. And that's what I need to do. I need to not be caught up in all these other things. How do we speak the truth in love? I'm just going to point to Jesus all day, every day. I'm just going to point to him. I don't, I don't come with excellence of speech, and as, as Paul said, but I, I, I don't come pretending to, to, to speak all kinds of wisdom. I know one thing. I know Jesus Christ and him crucified. From that, that's where I'm going to go. That's my home base, Jesus Christ, him crucified. That's it. Let's simplify our lives. Speaking the truth in love. That we may grow up into all things who is a head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint is supplying, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part. Not 20% of the parts, every part. Every part does its share. What does it do? It causes growth in the body. I would submit to you this, that we will never grow into what God has called us to grow to until every part begins to do its share. Every part. And it causes growth in the body. Every part causes growth in the body. And then it says, and we build up ourselves when we do that. Isn't that great? We build up ourselves. How many could testify to this, and I want you to raise your hand, and I don't want you to be shy. How many of you can testify to the fact that you have come to Word of Life and you have been encouraged by somebody other than me or Pastor Daniel? Who has been encouraged by somebody else? Every part doing its share, building itself up. Building itself up, building the body up, building itself up in love. If that person wouldn't have talked to you, then you would not have been edified, right? But you needed it, and they needed it, right? Amen. Praise God. Praise God, building itself up in love. At my house, I like to, uh, we like to throw parties. We like to get people together and just hang out. If you come to my house, you know this, and a lot of you guys can testify to this, that if you come to my house, you're going to eat well, right? You're going to eat well if you come to my house. And that's because that's what I like to do. I like it when you come over and we, we pull out all the stuff. I don't care if we're, if I say we're having tacos, you think it's no big deal, tacos, it's not no big deal. No, we have it all out there. It's like, it's like going to Chipotle, um, like on steroids, right? We got options. That's what we like to do. We like to entertain we like to do it up. Burgers, it's not just burgers thrown on the grill. We got toppings for burgers, right? We got different kinds. We got all kinds of stuff because that's what we like to do. 
If you come to my house, I believe that if you're ever going to throw a good party, if you don't have food, you're disqualified. You are not throwing a good party, right? Like, you're out. I'm sorry. If you've been throwing lame parties, get better. If you're going to come to my house, we're going to have food. I believe as the church, we work really hard at throwing a party, having the stuff, right? We, we got the stuff. We're here. We've got the stuff. We worked hard preparing the food. We've prepared a message. Pastor Daniel works super hard. I work super hard preparing messages for you. We believe that what we're speaking are the things that God wants us to speak. As we're preparing, we believe that we're being good stewards of the responsibility that God has placed on us. And we're doing it up. See, you're not going to get it halfway. You're not going to come and get, like, just meat thrown on the grill and then taken out, put on a paper plate. We got toppings, all right? We got stuff to put on it. You're going to have green chili and, like, four different kinds of cheese. You can choose a couple different types of buns. You, it's, it's done up. And we're not using the cheap meat either. Right? It's none of that like pre-packaged. We're going to press those hamburgers. Right? We're going to take time because the food is ready. You've got the gathering place. Right? We've got the house. We've got the gathering place. It's ready. It's cleaned. It's ready to go. It's, it's as good as we can make it. We're doing our best. We've got the food. It's ready to go. It's there. It comes. It's time to have the party. And you look at your watch, and there's, there's nobody here. And we've got a table full of food and a house that's ready. But we've got a bunch of servants that are silent. Because we're not putting our hands to use. Inboxes are empty. Now, I'm not talking today about inviting people to church, though that's important. But what I'm talking about is why would God give us kids if we don't have anybody to teach them because people won't step up? What I'm saying is why do we need to grow? Why do we need to have growth in the body when we've got places and holes that need to be filled? But once those holes are filled, it causes growth in the body, right? As everyone starts doing their part, it causes growth in the body. You can't help it, right? We've got like 80-something people today is my guess. So if you take 80 people, and what if we're all doing our part and we're all serving? God's not going to leave it where we're just all serving one another. I mean, that's fine. But he's not going to leave it that way. He's going to bring us more people. Because he's like, oh, well, they got it now. Every, everybody's doing their part. Everybody's contributing. See, right now, maybe there's somebody out there that needs something, but we're not providing it. So he's going to send them somewhere that will provide it. But I believe that growth in the body happens. See, but not only that, but you get healed. You get healed when you say, put my hands to use. 
It's been said that the heart of a servant is in their hands. It's what can I do? How can I reach out? How can I go beyond the place where I'm wallowing around and what is not enough and what I perceive to myself that I can't do? Why is it that I feel like I'm stuck when all I had to do is step out? When all I had to do is say, put my hands to use. When all I had to do is say, God, here's my offering. I don't know that I think it's all that good, but you asked for it. And so I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to worry about what I see myself as. I'm going to worry about what you see me as. And you see me as valuable. You see me as an overcomer. You see me as somebody who has been chosen by you to fulfill a purpose that somebody else needs. And you needed it, and that's why you're here. I'm so thankful that people have served so that I got to meet so many other people. Because if it was just me, I can't serve that much. And I can serve and serve and serve and serve, but there's only so much I can do. So there's only so many people I can take with me. But it's a multiplication thing. See, because as I serve, I'm one. But as you come and serve alongside me, it multiplies. And we're able to reach more and more and more for the kingdom of God because every joint is supplying and causing growth in the body. I've got to wrap up, guys. I've got a few more really good points. I believe sometimes our servants have been silent because their voice has been marginalized by the crowd. We live in a very polarizing society, and I talk about it a lot. There's a lot of people who have a lot of opinions, and there's a lot of people, especially in small-town America, that know you and, and who you used to be. Right? They know you and who you used to be and the things you used to do. And as Dylan would say, if you knew who I were, then you would know. I had to throw that in there, and I don't have my earpiece in, so if he's talking smack to me, I can't hear it. Albert took my earpiece. Um, it's right here. It's not hooked to anything. We've been marginalized because we think we're not worthy. We've been marginalized because we've been told that we're not qualified. How many times, and I, if, you've, if you've heard this before, um, I want to apologize, and if you've heard it from us before, because we've changed a lot in the way that, that we, we think and the way that, uh, that we believe, and, and, um, and Pastor Daniel would be the, the, the first to say, and I'd stand right there, that we haven't always done everything right. And I hope that we continue to grow and we continue to learn. But if you've been told that you can't serve in the kingdom of God because of this or because of that... I'm sorry. Sometimes we're silent because we're not, we think we're not qualified or we've been told that we're not qualified, but it's not what the Scripture says. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, it says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but the chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, you are being built. I love that. You are being built. Say, I am being built. One more time. Say, I am being built. See, you are being built. It doesn't say that you are built. It says that you are being built into a spiritual house 
to be a holy priesthood. See, we find a lot of times that we can't serve in the kingdom of God because we're not a spiritual house. We've been told or we've thought that we can't serve in the kingdom of God because we're not a holy priesthood. But he said, you are presented as a living stone and you are being built into a spiritual house, into a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and a precious stone. And the one, I love this so much, the one who trusts him will never be put to shame. The one that trusts in God will never be put to shame. Because he's building his house. And he needs you to be a part of that house. You will never be put to shame. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message. We're going to talk about that next week. It says, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen generation. But you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare. See, he says you're being built into a spiritual house, right? But the same people that are being built into a spiritual house, the same people that are learning to offer acceptable sacrifice. In other words, learning who they are in Christ. Learning that Jesus has done it all. The people that are learning to walk in their salvation. They were chosen. We, I, was chosen to declare the praises of him who called me out of darkness and called me into his marvelous light. Amen? Praise God, you're qualified you are qualified for this job. I don't care what your mess is. God has called you to bring this message beyond the mess. Reach out. Invite people. Tell them to come. Every joint must supply. You are qualified. See, the thing is that the Scripture tells us that you are the light of the world. And if you are the light of the world, it goes on to say, so don't hide it under a bushel. In other words, don't cover it up so that people can't see it, but light it up, hold it high so that everyone can see your light. Amen? Praise God. You are the light of the world. Don't hide it under the bushel. The world is a dumpster fire, guys. You know it. I know it. The world, it's an absolute train wreck, but you have the answer. Let me ask you this. Has God helped your life? Have you been impacted by the grace of God? Amen? Have, has God ever pulled you out of a mess? What about God pulling you out of the ultimate mess? Has he ever pulled you out of a place of darkness and brought you to a place of light? Why would you not give of what you have to help someone else, someone that you care about, right? Why would you not? You know, I hear people say all the time, man, I, 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 would, I, would, just, I would give you the shirt off my back. But would you give them the Jesus out of your soul? I would give you the shirt off my back. 
I'm here to tell you Jesus is more valuable than your shirt. Amen? But if it takes me giving my shirt, then it's yours. If it takes me giving my money, then it's yours. If it takes me giving my time, it's yours. If it takes me giving my resources, it's yours. The thing about it is that God gave all that to me anyway. It's not even mine. This shirt, it's not even mine. Yeah, I went in, I bought it, but I bought it with money that God gave me. And so this shirt isn't even mine. And so if he tells me to give it away, then it's yours. That money, it's not even, it's not even mine anyway. I don't own it. God gave it to me. It's because of him. It's because of his mercies that I'm able to work. It's because of his mercies that I'm able to earn. It's because of his mercies. It's because of his grace on my life. It's not mine anyway. And so if God gave it to me, and it takes that for you to see the hope that's inside of me, then it's yours. Take it all. Because the only thing you can take with you is people. It's the only thing you can take with you. You are qualified. I want to close with this. You may have Luke chapter 16 up there. I don't want it. I'm not going to get there. Next week. John chapter 4, we see a story of a woman at the well. And if you guys want to... Jasmine, if you guys want to come up, you can now. And I got about 20, 30 minutes left. Kidding. We see a story of a woman at the well. And see, before this happens, Jesus is hungry. And he turns to his disciples and he said, hey, why don't y'all go get me some food? Go into town, get me some food. And they're like, okay. So they go in to get food. And Jesus stops at this well and Samaria, and he's talking to this lady. She's drawing water like she did every single day. And he said, do you mind getting me some? She said, that's fine. So she, she's getting him water. And Jesus said, you know, I have water, but you'll never thirst again. So he starts talking to her about the kingdom. And they have this conversation, and there's an element of belief there and so he tells her hey what I want you to do is I want you to go tell everybody that I'm here because you just heard some truth and they need to hear some truth and so this this woman that has only even known about Jesus for like five minutes is now a minister and she goes out and begins to tell the people in her community see this this lady she didn't have the best reputation. We could just put it this way, that this lady knew the guys in the community really, really well. I mean, like, really well. But God began to use her. The disciples, they come back and they bring him food and see all these people. Jesus is sitting there, he's already eating, and they're like, who brought you food? And he said, man, I have food that you don't know of. <laughs> he said, you guys, when you're going out, open up your eyes. Open up your eyes. Look around, because the fields are white 
to harvest. And I believe that when he told them that, he said, I want you to open up your eyes. See, he was saying, I sent you into town. It wasn't just about food. It was about going to people. It was about seeing people. It was about being a minister, but you were so focused on the food that you forgot to bring the people. You were so focused on the food that you forgot to bring the people. See, but this lady, look, look up. Look up. The fields are wide. Look up. I believe as they looked up, they saw people coming in droves because this woman who was messed up went and told people about truth and they began to come. And Jesus began to minister to them just like he ministered to her. Look up. Look up. <laughs> my, my grandma's here today. Nan. Nan is here today. And so tradition in our family is Christmas morning at Poppy and Nan's house. So it's changed since I was a kid. <laughs> because when I was a kid... We would go to Poppy and Nan's house, and we would get there. Oh, I don't remember how early we would get there. I know we were probably ready to go at like 4 a.m. And uh, so we go Christmas morning, and we are pumped. Sometimes we would just spend the night, and all the grandkids would spend the night. There were people everywhere, blankets, everywhere. We would open our stockings, and you could get stockings first, but, but then we had to eat breakfast before we could open presents. And that's what I say it's changed because somewhere along the line, it, I don't know if it was with my kids or what, but it changed because now you get to open presents before you eat breakfast. And I don't, that's not fair because I never got to do that. And it was torture waiting for breakfast to be cooked. It was torture. So breakfast would be cooking and we would be waiting as patiently as we could I mean, I think our attention span was about a minute and a half. Every minute and a half, is breakfast ready yet? And we had to eat because if you didn't eat your breakfast, you couldn't open presents. And so we would make sure that we choked down biscuit and some ham or something so that we could get to those presents. But I remember when that moment came that breakfast was ready, Nan had a bell. You still have the bell? Nan had a bell. And when breakfast was ready, one of the kids would go and ring the bell. And you knew when the bell rang that breakfast was ready. And what breakfast meant is that we are almost to presence, finally. The food is ready. The food is ready. But it wasn't one of the adults. It wasn't one of the people that were cooking the breakfast. It, it wasn't that rang the bell. It was always one of the kids. Clumsy, messed up, been annoying for the last 17 hours as they were preparing breakfast. I don't know how long it took. It seemed like forever when I was a kid. But it was always one of the kids. It was like, man, I know that you've been in trouble 12 times for hitting your sister today but you get to ring the bell. Everybody that's dinner's ready. Guys, you're messed up. I know it. 
I know you've got issues. I know you've got problems. out in front of you. I know that you didn't speak Jesus over that person that didn't get your order right. I know that you were treated badly at work and that you did not respond in a way that Jesus would respond. I know that you got into shouldn't act I because dinner's ready come ring the bell because dinner's ready and everybody needs to know you don't have to be perfect to ring the bell maybe say man pastor Jason I don't I don't have much to offer at anything I don't have anything to offer start with what you have You've got hands. You've got feet. Start with what you have. What can I do in the kingdom of God? Because I believe this, that the next season of ability is based on this season of responsibility. If you will take the responsibility in this season to say, I'm going to use what I have to its maximum potential, then God will take these hands and he'll multiply them. God will take your offering and he will multiply your offering. God is not concerned or limited by your small thinking. God's not limited by your small ability. He's only limited by your small obedience. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to God? Will you say yes to what He has for you? The first way that you can say yes is you can say yes, Jesus I was a mess, but I need your help. Yes, Jesus, rescue me. Yes, Jesus, I need your help. I need you. If you would say, Pastor Jason, that's where I'm at right now. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Maybe... Maybe you're watching online today, and I want to say to you right now, maybe you need Jesus. Maybe you're like, I, I, I didn't even want to come to church today because I was too broken, and, and I just I feel ashamed in my heart. Well, God is building a house with you, and he wants you to be a stone in that house. God is building a house with you, and he wants you to be a stone in that house, and there's no shame. There's no shame. And so if you'd like to invite Jesus into your life today, I want to give you that opportunity. Whether you're watching today online and whether you're with us today in the house, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I want everybody to say it because I don't believe that anybody should pray alone. See, we're family here at Word of Life. So say this, say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And I believe that you rose again. And today I ask you into my life to help me and change me. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love 